0: you're listening to the a scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com and here are your hosts a scully and sid talk so before we start the podcast today uh, Sid Talk is going to give you a product review. <laughs> well, I, don't, I didn't plan on giving a whole review. Do view. some sound effects. What is it exactly? What, have you got uh, the packet? I didn't
1: bring the packet. It's called, well, we were at the health food store the other day, bought some stuff, and the nice lady said, would you like a free sample of this called Raw Vegan something?
0: you really good at doing <laughs> this product review.
1: Well, the big words on it are Raw Vegan, so I think that's the brand. So if people
0: really like your raw impressions vegan. of this
1: protein it's not a protein drink it's like a nutritional liquid
0: meal replacer it said didn't it
1: uh, no it doesn't say meal replacer but um it's it just... looks
0: really 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 it's gross it's kind of green yeah it's
1: kind of like a looks like a can
0: i taste it first
1: no i'm huh. tasting it first all right yeah, here we go. Uh, it's, I don't know what flavor it is. Vanilla, a little bit of salt. People
0: cinnamon. tasting makes good radio,
1: the <laughs> way. It might. This was before the after the show thing. I was making this drink. All right, so. taste
0: it tastes It really looks really bad, by the way. Like concrete in a glass. Well? The uh, the expression of Sid Talk changed from mmm <laughs> to ugh.
1: No. It tastes fine, but I'm going to tell you right now what you're going to be grossed out by.
0: <laughs> the texture. Yes. Does it tastes like frog spawn? No,
1: it feels like, um
0: maybe, not in a red frog's I don't even story. think I want to taste it now. I
1: think that it would put you in mind of raw egg.
0: Ooh, it smells funny.
1: It tastes fine, but it's got a very...
0: <laughs> Ooh, it's horrible. It tastes like eating a raw egg. Exactly. No, it's, I mean it doesn't taste like it's the no. it's the exact slimy raw egg and real thick. Ooh, it's not like good. Like
1: it globs up on your tongue but I can I, taste
0: the chai though.
1: I actually exactly, I can yeah. taste that. So I'll drink.
0: Some I more. couldn't even drink that. That the consistency really. Yeah,
1: I think the problem is <laughs> it's been <laughs> sitting on my desk for half an hour. I think you're supposed to like mix it and drink it.
0: You put some ice in it. Would it change it? No, no. Oh no, it's not good. I mean, the taste is fine. It tastes a bit like it's gritty. It's got grass in it. I did read the ingredients earlier. It's got grass and all kinds of weird things. No, it's not good. Did you feel sick?
1: <coughs> Just a little bit.
0: So, so this is a good product. We highly recommend it.
1: I think that if I had drank it immediately, it would have been fine. You know, but you know, that's that tells you because it tells you oh it fills you up. It makes and this it, is it half will. of it. it in will in really fact. Fill And up. I used almond milk, but um. If you're on this, because I know some people now who are on the, the diet thing of the protein drinks and the meal replacement or oh, green shakes, and they tell you how nutritious they are, that's fine. They probably have loads of nutrition, but they're just tricking your body into thinking you're full because of this. It was totally runny and watery when I started. I have my hot tea, thankfully, and um, now just it's like kind of clear yeah. And it it literally will, I guess, fill your belly. So it's just, and I. Recently, there was a study, and I've told you this the whole time I've known you for over a decade, and you don't quite grasp it, because you're not one of people... I do grasp it. You're not like me, but you don't, because you don't know what I mean by the feeling of it. Never in my life have I eaten to where I feel like I'm done eating. Never. I mean, yes, I've eaten so much that... An hour later, I feel like, oh my god, I'm like sick. But you know what? If you'd handed me another piece of pizza in that moment, I would have eaten it. Because I don't have the thing that tells me, oh, I'm filling up. Ah, Filling up now. Time to stop eating. I have none of that. I don't have a thing that tells me I'm thirsty. And I don't have a thing that tells me, my stomach doesn't start saying to me, oh, there's, like, people say there's like a set, your body senses it. Or there's like a little trigger in there that your brain, I have, don't have that. I never have. And this thing, even if I were to drink that whole thing, and you offered me a piece of apple pie, I'd probably eat the pie. Because I'd be like, oh, I don't feel full. I wouldn't even think about it, because this right here, the mouth, is what I'm pointing to. And it's where all the action needs to be.
0: (laughs) So let's just say I would never drink that in a million years, ever again. That was, that was like, you know, the reason you know, a bodybuilder in the morning when he it
1: tastes really nice though.
0: When a bodybuilder cracks raw eggs into a glass, the reason he just downs them immediately is because there is no pleasure in tasting or anything. You know, you just need to get them inside you. That's probably the way to drink that. Just gulp it down. like No,
1: it, oh, you mean like right now? Yeah, just go 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 go, go, go,
0: go, go, and then finish it because I don't think it's pleasurable drinking that kind of consistency. And it looks like the kind of stuff that would be hard to wash out of a glass. It's so.
1: <laughs> and I'm not drinking it because I'm on any kind of diet. I'm drinking it because it was free. And I thought I would uh, give you all the
0: benefit. So uh, let's move on to the po- Don't keep drinking it. Don't. It's, you'll be so full and it'll be gross.
1: And nothing ever gags me. And that kind of gags me. I, I, I'm, I'm interested Cause it in that. Because it
0: tastes like egg white. Like it doesn't taste like egg white I mean, at all. It's, the, it's, the consistency is raw egg white.
1: But I kind of like it. It's sort of stimulating because I don't drink get... The whole
0: thing. <laughs> 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 and don't have any dinner because oh. you'll be full.
1: No, I won't be full. <laughs> You're not just listening to that whole thing I just said.
0: You will actually be full. No, I won't. There's a lot of stuff in there. You know matter. what else that will do to you? Make you have a massive poo.
1: Oh, maybe I should eat it then. So fiber in there.
0: So it is, and we don't know what it's called exactly.
1: Raw vegan something.
0: Raw vegan protein shake something.
1: Mm-mm. It says on there protein and blah, 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 but I don't remember what. It's
0: not meat. But it's not that meat doesn't types.
1: mean that it's bad. It means that if you were to do this in the morning or for your lunch and you could just I'd rather do something
0: else than that. This must be something that tastes better. I mean, that has a better... Just a protein shake. Protein shakes are nasty. I don't... I've never liked them. I don't like the consistency. They're always kind of grainy and weird yeah. tasting. I mean, they might taste all right because they throw a load of artificial flavour in them, but the actual. All right, so that's Protein Shape Review. (laughs) Um, It's Saturday, August the 3rd, 2013. This is after the show number 286. Um, Yeah, 286. We're getting near 300. The movie we're looking at this week.
1: 14 weeks away.
0: the movie we're looking at this week is Trance it's a 2013 movie released on Blu-ray on the 23rd of July so you can pick this one up now it's rated R, it's from our friends at Fox and it's Fox, Fox Searchlight so it's their independent movie label and Sid Talk is going to give you the synopsis of Trance and just let me say, you can't speak about this movie at all without spoilers really, there'd be not a lot you could say Probably just what is on the box.
1: I think you could say a lot and never really give it away. But
0: I know what you're trying to say. I think you just give too much away even if you said... I think the box probably gives too much away just (laughs) saying about what it says on the box. Which is like one paragraph. It's better to go into it not knowing at all. Correct. Um, But we are going to talk about it. So spoiler alert before Sid Talk gives the synopsis. And there we go. Synopsis.
1: Um, An art heist goes down. And the painting goes missing and the young man needs to remember where it got to. And so they hire a hypnotherapist to dig around Hold on, brain. why
0: does he need to remember?
1: I said he lost it somehow. Can't find the painting after they stole it. Right. And they just go to a hypo- hypnotherapist randomly because the criminal decided that would be the way to go. And uh, then has to dig around in his mind. And from there, he becomes a twisty turny. Hypnotic.
0: Translate. Yeah. Movie.
1: Mm. (laughs) Not to me. (laughs) Not precisely, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So, this is. And there's
1: a woman. And criminals. Correct. And artwork.
0: And this is Danny Boyle's new film. Danny Boyle, one of Britain's greatest directors, I think.
1: He's only done like seven movies.
0: He has, and I think they've all been very good. There's a couple of hiccups in there, but. One specific, the beach. But
1: We haven't revisited the beach, so we might have a different
0: Even v- revisit it in that retrospective we just watched, I didn't like really what I was seeing.
1: And he didn't seem that interested. He didn't seem that interested in,
0: interested in it, did he? Um, okay, so the movie Trance. Um, what did you think, Sid Doc?
1: I'm taking a drink of my hot tea to wash away the uh, slime and I enjoyed it. In this weird kind of way, you know, where you like you don't want to enjoy something that does include violence and trauma and, you know, ugh, kind of stuff. Which but is- I enjoyed it as in it's a it's a ride of you know not really to me it's not really about digging in someone's mind, even though I think that was the idea. So I enjoyed it. I think it's superbly made and this is what I like about Danny Boyle movies that everywhere you look and everything that happens and every move every motion of every person every camera thing it's like it's it's mesmerizing to me and it's quality you know it just it keeps my eyes it's
0: interesting that he's not lost that I mean yeah Trainspotting his first movie is full of that energy and different look at the world I think like a different the way the lens captures the world is not the way my eye captures it. So it's different to look at. And I don't think he's lost it. I think even this movie captures that. And what I have to say, you know, the first um the setup of this movie, I'd say the first five minutes. It was very reminiscent of the first five minutes of train spotting, the energy of it. I was like, whoa, this is like overload. Like it 'cause the opening of train spotting is the famous speech but set to a lot of these images of our leading characters and they're really str- you know, rent and shoplifting and there's all this weird stuff going on. Very fast and I need to see together, it again. Do you realise I've only seen it once? Actually, cut together with um, Iggy Pop's Lust for Life in Lust that for movie. Life. but in this of there's this one, there's a uh, underworld um, kind of tune in of tune it's very energetic. Very. It it's it feels like a really young film. I don't know Danny Boyle's not young, but I feel he's young at heart, you know? Like he wants to capture youth, I feel like, and...
1: Hmm, I disagree, because no one's young.
0: No, I don't mean the people, I mean the f- filmmaking. Like, it, it doesn't... It feels... It's moving, it's fast, the music... feels like it's made by a young person to me. It always does. But that's
1: only, like, the first five minutes...
0: <laughs> I feel like it's got that all the... Yeah. I, but I feel like it can, continues. And I feel like that the music he uses underneath...
1: You feel like it's fast the whole way through?
0: Yeah, I really did. I thought the editing of this and the way it's paced was very interesting. And and like I never was like, oh my god, this is getting a bit odd and boring. Um,
1: yeah, but that doesn't mean it's fast. It wasn't fast at all. It was very like... See, I know, just saw like, it as... There like, were like, bursts of...
0: M- like it moves, like it's... Like a train going down a track. Like it's...
1: Well, I just see it completely different. It's very methodical to me.
0: Kinetic would be a word I'd explain. I'd say about it.
1: I mean, visually, yeah, but not really the story uh, That's what I'm getting me. at, visually. Oh, right. Wow.
0: Like, and visuals and sounds. They're just the way... It seems like a young man directed... Like a young man put that movie together. Always. All these movies, actually. Life Less Ordinary. All of them. They've got a very... Danny Boyle, look at—I don't see another filmmaker doing what he does. He does something very particular. He always does it. He, does, he chooses very different topics for every movie, but you can see Danny Boyle's stamp in that movie. You can know he did it. Even 127 hours—it starts, remember, with him on the bike in that first-person view and
1: yeah. But the music. I don't—I don't—I think you'd be hard pressed to say that's a Danny Boyle movie.
0: No, I think I could. Th-
1: You only know it so that from the first
0: five minutes of any Danny Boyle movie, I could tell you it's a Danny Boyle movie.
1: I bet you couldn't say if someone showed you a thousand movies and you didn't know some of Danny Boyle's movies that existed, that you could say definitively that.
0: Well, that's a very (laughs) difficult task, right? But
1: you made the claim. I'm just challenging. I'm
0: saying the very Danny Boyle movies are very distinctly Danny Boyle movies. Like, like we've said before, Steven Spielberg. You can't tell what a Steven Spielberg film is. There's no. You could watch a whole style. film and go, and then at the end it says directed by Steven Spielberg, and you go, "Really? I didn't realize." War Horse. I didn't realize that was Steven Spielberg. I wouldn't have known if you wouldn't have told me at the beginning. But with Danny Boyle, I feel, and the music kind of gives it away for me because he has a, he picks a certain type of music. Um, so this movie. I don't think it's his best movie by a long shot.
1: I'm not comparing them, but that's fine.
0: I I am comparing them with his other movies. Clearly. (laughs) Um, And it was a unique situation in which this movie was made. He kind of made it in this... You know, as most people know, especially if you're from Britain, Danny Boyle was responsible for the Olympics in um, the UK. Opening ceremony. Opening and closing ceremony. um, Which... I watched the entirety of the thing, you know, and it was 3 hours long and he it was like a movie. It was like watching a movie in itself, you know. He did the um Industrial Revolution. He did Oh, well, it was all crazy. It was it went from the Industrial Revolution of Northern England to the Spice Girls rise and fall to the Beatles, it, you know. It it pretty much just celebrated England. But if you go and watch it, it is on YouTube. It's like a Danny Boyle movie. If just the fact that it takes place in a big stadium with a load of people. There's a story. It tells a story. And it starts with 007. Yeah. You thought that it was just 007. Yeah, I was it,
1: like, why does he need a fucking break from filming <laughs> Daniel Craig jumping out of an airplane? Like, how does that take up two years of your life? But no. then uh, understanding that he choreographed the whole
0: The whole thing. Production,
1: not the Olympics. Just the opening closing but, ceremony.
0: Yeah, and they were pretty elaborate opening closing ceremonies. I didn't watch ceremony. any of it, I don't think. You should watch it just to see you can see it on YouTube. It's totally not interested. It's pretty interesting, you know, and there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of star, you know, a lot of singers and stuff, but the actual where he's telling the story of something like the industrial revolution through people and holding things up and like all of a sudden a building appears just from the fact that people hold it. It's really cool the way he did it. Um so this movie was made in like a small little lull in him Sabbatical he called it (laughs) Designing the Olympics ceremony And it was a very short um, shoot I just read It was only six weeks of filming Right And then he put it to one side Well he gave it to an editor Went off and did the Olympics And then came back and then finished the movie So it was a unique Like it's almost like Donnie Boyle has to be doing something So well I've got six weeks here to do something Let's make a movie there so I see this as like, it felt to me like a, like a, not as big ambitious project as some of his other things. Like Slumdog Millionaire seems like seemed to me like a huge undertaking. And yet,
1: Slumdog Millionaire was way scaled back. He said they had a very small crew. They just yeah, went to the cameras. place. So it's totally the opposite of what it but actually it feels, is.
0: Yeah, um, and this one feels small and more like his older films, like. Shallow Grave. And there's another one that was not yes, mentioned. Yes, you're right. On, um, that was his first film. That was not mentioned on the retrospective either. Um, so this feels small. I don't like, like executives. No. And what we're referring to here is there's a retrospective of Danny Boyle on this Blu-ray disc. And he talks about all his movies but misses out Spotting and Shallow Grave. His first two movies. Now...
1: Arguably, Spotting being the reason...
0: Yeah. That someone else would have wanted him to make And the reason I fell in love with Danny Boyle movies was I saw Shallow Grave first. And um, I was blown away by Shallow Grave. In fact, I still would be today. So Hugh
1: McGregor was in four of his movies? Shallow Grave. Life Less Ordinary. Yep. Wasn't there another one? No. Oh. Yeah, *Train Spotting*.
0: Train spot, movie. <laughs> and another. Train Spotting 2, which is coming soon, which has got you McGregor in it. The idea of Train Spotting 2, where you think, oh, don't make Train spotting. No, he always had the idea of. He liked that Ken Burns, is it Ken Burns thing? Mm-hmm. Where you film people every 10 years. Yeah. He, he's always loved the idea of that, and Train Spotting was the thing where he thought, yes, we could revisit those people, and it would be a totally different thing because they'd have changed. Because what you are when you're 20 is not what you are when you're 30. So I think that is an interesting idea. Um, you only think that
1: because it's Danny Ball. You wouldn't think if it was anybody else. If someone else was making that went, movie, you'd be like, If
0: somebody shit. else was making the movie, I would be very worried. But exactly. because Danny Ball making it, I'm, I think that is a cool. And it is being made right now. Um, so, yeah, Trance, it's this... It, it's... Well how would you put it? It's it's not an easy film to explain. It's it's like all over the place kind of movie, isn't it? It's
1: I think that at superficially it's you know the twisty turny not a thriller because there's nothing to solve really, not really psychological... I mean there is but it isn't psychological to me at all. It's very it's almost borderline pretentious with certain aspects of the like, the idea that, oh, are we in a trance state right now? Is he hypnotized right now? We're crisscrossing reality with hypnotic state right now. Oh, this is a fantasy. This is a dream. It gets a little bit We've like seen obnoxious. films like it, let
0: me say. Right, and yeah. it
1: gets a little bit like... You're trying too hard to twist me around. And if you want me to interpret things, then you have to give me clues and cues. You can spread them around and make them tiny and make them, you know, so I have to watch the movie a few times, but they need to be there. It can't just be you're visually twisting me around and then leaving me there to because you think it looks cool or because you, you know, whatever. And it
0: does look cool.
1: Yeah, most of the time. I mean, sometimes it's like, I mean, this is my... I like Danny Boyle very much, but sometimes I'd come across and be like, boom, oh, another fascinating image. Oh, boom, another fascinating, completely different, but very contrived at times. Even though I like it, it can be a little bit like Tony Scott got with Domino. It's a
0: bit like that, but different also.
1: Yeah, it's different. It's more...
0: It's not quite it's more artistic, f- so but it's still like in your it. face a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I like it because it, it kind of weirds out the colors and reflections and stuff, which is fine. It's just that what the one lady said in the extras, I had actually thought that the whole way through. She says, well, he focuses so much on character that the visual style does never... It never distracts you. I completely disagree with that. There are times when I'm... There's one particular one when she's looking in about 50 different mirrors and it's reflecting all these different little versions of her. And I'm just like, that's all I'm looking at going, I, duh, okay, I get it. She's fragmented. End of story. But it goes on and on. And the I'm not focused on her anymore. I got the point.
0: The one image I didn't like, and I love Danny Boyle's colorful, almost psychedelic images sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Looking through glass, colors everywhere, weird thing. One image I didn't like at all, and I would normally be all over this, was the the three henchmen in the yellow window. Yeah, It was just too, it was like, uh, and something happens. Yeah. And it's very, it's a bit Tarantino-y, but it's a bit too much for me. Like, it it was a bit, uh, that just. It was very theatrical. It's only part. done for effect. Yeah, it's, it's you know, because that looks cool. That's it.
1: And because then, you know, you would argue that there are lots of scenes where you're supposed to decide if he's being yeah. hypnotized or not. I disagree with that partially. But it's one of those where the image is so clearly not reality, and yet you're supposed to be grounded in reality in that moment, that it breaks
0: the thing a but little But what bit. he did, and how he explained it, and it kind of cleared it up a little bit for me, was... We tried not to have a distinct style for scenes where somebody way. Was, was in a trance or not. So it was always a funny style. How we achieved it was, it always seemed a little bit odd. So then you can't go, oh no, that's that, that's this. You just can't pick, it, pick one from another. The only part that really didn't look weird to me was like the beginning part. Yeah. The the heist part itself because we haven't entered any no yeah that kind of that was pretty standard I really loved that scene where um, Cazale, um goes down that yeah um, what do you call that
1: what this trash thing
0: trash yeah like thing. when when people are working on a high roof yeah. and they have like a um, pipe tube. tube where you throw all the crap into so the skip at the bottom just go just the image of somebody going down one of them was really I was like wow yeah. Could that be done? Would you not break your? Oh, legs? I'm sure lots of people have done that. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they might have broken. It's their like legs. going down a water slide when you look at it on the but inside. But with
1: nails and wood.
0: Yeah. Instead of one. But it was a really interesting image. I was like, wow, that's cool. So, the the movie itself, the story, to me, um, I found it interesting, and then I didn't like like you. There was a lot of. This is just like super pretentious, and I don't know if pretentious is the right word.
1: Not exactly but I don't know. But that's how it
0: feels when you're watching it. Like
1: contrived Yes. And it's trying to hard at times. Like you've
0: really got to there's there's a there's a moment in the movie pretty early on where you've just gotta go, okay, this is going to be kinda crazy. Like Like it's we're going in people's minds and it's going A person. (laughs) Yeah, and, and we're going it's going to be twisty. You can just you just know. From the It's actually from the moment he enters her office and she starts to, to speak to him. I yeah. was like, okay, this is going to be a ride kind of thing where you're going to have to pay attention, which is a good thing, I think, because uh, people don't pay attention enough in movies. They kind of go, what's well, for dinner tonight? Oh, somebody's emailing. That kind of thing. Don't do that with this movie because you will not have any clue what is going on, right? Definitely. But, um... I liked the ride it took me on. But then which wh- ride? The Kinetic Danny Boyle ride, like the fa- the filmmaking ride. But I didn't connect with the story a lot of the exactly.
1: time. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that was down to I want the first 5 minutes to be the whole movie, and I don't mean the fast-pacedness, I mean the concept.
0: Yeah, it was really exciting constructing the first 5 minutes.
1: That particular kind of heist and then someone being particularly in love with art, who's involved in that, and then maybe explore, find, you know, something mental or emotional buried, but the thing of what
0: it is... And actually, for a movie that starts with an artist, it has very little to do with art at the end of the day. Like, it... it. I mean, maybe the art of filmmaking, oh. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: I don't it, want it to be about art. I'm saying... It just, I don't identify, and, you know, part of it is when we get to the cast. I will admit, as I always do, I'm not a huge Rosario Dawson fan. I never have been, except for 25th Hour. For well, let's reason. get to the
0: cast. All right, then. James McAvoy plays Simon. Love him. Yeah, and, you know, he's famous for the X-Men, and Wanted, and now this. I think he's really good. I liked... I like that he could have his own... Scottish accent. Accent.
1: yeah exactly I just want everyone and to be and like themselves. I said to you
0: the the opening five minutes where he's narrating over the top took me back to Renton narrating over the top of these wild fast images where I was like this is exciting this is an exciting film and this feel the first if you were to sell this movie to somebody you just need to show them the first five minutes But do you and, mean sell it to him, like This movie is something you want to Yeah, but then
1: then that says that that's all you need to make a good movie, and that's bullshit. No, I'm just
0: saying he's a master of opening a movie and getting your interest. Like, you cannot be not interested in what he's going to Yeah, but
1: that means then a movie with a nicely slow, methodical beginning doesn't sell. I don't get what you're saying.
0: I'm just saying that Danny Boyle is a master of really sucking you into a plot. And yes, a slow movie movie can also suck you into a plot... But his way of doing it is he's is, is like a master of it. And it's very, in all his movies, he never, he doesn't do a slow opening. He does a really fast opening to really, can, you know, music. Like, uh, all of them. Life Fast Ordinary. All of them. Slumdog Millionaire.
1: But every movie doesn't need to start that way.
0: That's what I'm saying. It doesn't, but that's his trademark. And the opening to this movie is really awesome, I think. But
1: that's like saying to all the idiots of the world that, yeah, we're going to make all the movies really fast-paced and then they'll all love them.
0: Oh, I'm not saying make every movie like that. (laughs) What I'm saying is the opening to this movie is really good. Better than the rest of the movie, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, But I'm not saying the rest of the movie is terrible or anything. I'm saying...
1: No, it's it's beautiful. It's quality. It's got enough of a a hook, as they say, to make me keep going. I just don't care. I'm not invested in her. Oh, who's next on the
0: list? Well, Jane, we've gone over Jane. Next is Vincent Casile. Always love. As, loved, as Frank. He's a French actor and he's super famous in France. I, I'm talking like, he's Robert De Niro of France. He commands my attention. Like crazy. I've always found him amazing. I've seen him in lots of movies. I've seen lots of French movies. Oh, I've with. seen
1: one movie with him. No, I've seen a lot <laughs> just... of movies
0: you've seen Irreversible. Uh You've probably seen some others too, because he's been in some American movies. He did
1: see more of... um, Was he in any of the Transporter movies? No. I don't know why I think that.
0: No, but... I've seen a lot of French movies with him in too, and he's generally a violent... um, Thug. Often a psychopath even. Um, And in this movie, I've not seen him for a while. And he's quite a bit older than last time I've seen him, but he's still got like a a presence, immediate presence.
1: Absolutely, immediate.
0: Like he'd be a good Bond villain because Mm -hmm. I'm, I think he's scary, like, you know, in this movie You're not sure. You're not sure, but I, I'm kind of scared of him a lot of the time, like you know, because he's Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You can see
0: what he's capable of almost immediately and it's like ugh, you know I'm a big fan of him, I think he's Fantastic! Um, I think he's
1: my favorite thing in the movie, to be honest. I
0: think he was a definitely a fantastic choice for that character. And then Rose, Rosario Dawson is Elizabeth. And like you, I'm not a fan of her either.
1: This is where it it comes apart for me. Because I immediately, and no matter what they say in the extras, it was very clear, immediately. As soon as they he pointed to her on the thing, she's the heart of the movie. So she's the big deal. Okay. And I'm not, there. I can't get there. She has moments of just... Amazing! I can absolutely point to moments where I thought she was... She finally let go of the
0: actor thing. I'm trying thing. to be cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there are moments when it melts away. Where she's like either so close up to somebody who's sort of demanding... Almost like the acting goes away and she's her breath is taken away for a moment and she can't put on that, I've got to be Rosario Dawson. Well, there's a lot have.
0: of... Acting part. There's a, a lot, lot of I can see the acting
1: very constructed, yeah. like everything. And unless she lets go of that, I'm just sitting there looking at Rosaria Dawson, and I just think I'm 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 listening to what you're saying, and I get it, but I don't care.
0: I sometimes don't buy it either with her. Like I don't buy that she's that woman. Like like at the beginning, it took me quite a, l- a little while. The, you know when she starts talking and the when she's yeah. Hypnotherapist, psychologist, lady.
1: Absolutely, that you can't imagine I was her like, no, in that. No, she's yeah. no.
0: That's not her. That's not who I would think would be that. It, it, it's not the I way think she it's, looks. It's I just, think it. No, not the way she looks. The way she's playing it. The exactly. way she's Talking. It feels like. I tell you what, it feels like a lot of dialogue coming from her mouth felt like a stage play. Yes, very theatrical. Like, like line, 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 line. Like, but there again, James McAvoy is like out acting her to me. So when he's yeah, because he's him,
1: natural. Yeah,
0: he just sounds like. I he's mean, he's acting. Right.
1: But he lets go. You know, there are, when you've watched enough movies, like we have,
0: <laughs> yeah. you
1: start zoning in on people who they're holding on to a persona. Not, I mean, she does a good job getting into that character in a way, but there's just this brick wall up between you and some people will probably say oh she's brilliant and that's fine I, but I mean
0: I think she's there's parts like you said where she is brilliant but then there's for more
1: for example that, you mean in this movie yeah yeah there are moments but, of just but then there's more parts natural. where she's not
0: for me and and there's more parts where I'm like oh I wish they would this is horrible to say but I wish they would have chose somebody else because I'm having a hard time with her like. and you know she does like a full frontal nudity shot in this movie which um I don't (laughs) is it is that hard for an actress like is it something where Uh,
1: didn't occur to me it's just part of
0: it occurred to me thinking that's pretty ballsy (laughs) but not if you know what I'm saying what's that got to do with her though well I I, I am assuming that is something like where if you've not I I don't remember she's ever done that before Um, is that something where you're like she could also have been had her face could have been a body double really but mm-hmm. I doubt it. You never know these I th- days. I also think part of the problem with her acting appearing wooden on occasion is that she's up against James McAvoy and Vincent Caziel, who are like... like To me, like they don't seem like they're acting ever. Like They're, they're just that person.
1: And I think people put her in movies because she's Rosario Dawson. I do. And there may be something about her as a person who connects with the whole acting world and drama and theater and Hollywood Uh, and that she fits in and she's cool. I'm
0: one of the things, she's beautiful. She's
1: beautiful. She's been in, you know, movies that create a huge character out of her, like Sin City, for example, where, you know, you could drop anyone in that role and all of a sudden it's iconic. It's an iconic vision. And then behind the scenes, if she's kind of that cool, hot chick who, you know, kind of... That's fine, but it's separate when you put her on the screen in front of me. I'm it's like I've hit a mat, sort of like a plain, ugh. I just want to, and then there were moments she would all of a sudden she started to say something, and like it was almost like in the moment, the person she was acting with. Took her by surprise, and then she had to sort of catch up. Those were the best moments because all of a sudden, she was like, "Let it go," you know. And there was
0: just too much, too many moments for me where she's delivering dialogue, and it's quite clear that she's delivering dialogue. That's the and everyone's precious about her. It's obvious Danny Boyle's in love with her. I don't mean in love with her romantically. Mm. I mean he thinks that she is perfect for this movie. Yeah, I could tell that, and I don't think that's the wrong that's a wrong opinion either because you know he is the director and other well, people well no he's
1: not correct because she's not
0: so for me she's not but for him he might it might be a yeah. perfect vision of that lady you know but for me I'm always I was always thinking I think I'd like to see somebody else do it or give like, or just
1: like you just want to give her a little bit of a nudge and say why not? yeah I'm definitely not
0: up. she might impress me at some time down the road like some people do where you're like oh, I don't really like that person don't really oh my god alright let's say Johnny Knoxville for instance <laughs> Johnny Knoxville he's just jackass right it's Grand Theft Parsons completely I was like and the other one as well what was the other one where he um,
1: Stealing Harvard no
0: that wasn't him was it no it was, it was another one where he was like he going, was going back to his going back to his town or something trying to rouse something with the girl? Yeah. The
1: father of the girl? Yeah. yeah. I forget the name. Wasn't that Stealing Har- No, Stealing Harvard was with Tom. Stealing Harvard um, was Tom um,
0: Green. But, um... Gran- I know exactly what you're talking Grand about. Grand Theft Parsons was the first time I, I seen Johnny Knoxville act. And I was like, okay, he isn't just that guy. He might be that clown who, you know, breaks his leg and stuff. But no, he, he's an actual he actor. He seems
1: to get into it, and in a good way.
0: Yeah, so... Rosario Dawson may do that for me in the future so this is directed by Danny Boyle we talked about Danny Boyle quite a bit earlier Train Trainspotting Slumdog Millionaire 127 Hours Millions you know one of the UK's well if he's not one of the UK's best directors he's one of the UK's most known directors right because we don't have a ton of directors in the UK Dolce, Dolce Calhoun, Calhoun. Yeah. we actually reviewed that maybe yeah but yeah he's just a, a person Johnny Knoxville to me Oh, I like Jackass, as you know. And I always used to think, well, you know, that's Johnny Knoxville. He's the guy who falls off a bike or, you know, dresses as a granddad and makes fun of people. But no, he's an actual actor. And I think he's a good actor if he puts his mind to the acting bit. He's in a new movie coming so out. So you're
1: saying, Miss, call Rosario Dawson and say, look, Rosario, uh, watch some Johnny Knoxville movies and you will learn a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us, we know. We know, honey. We know, honey, baby. We know, we know.
0: Yeah, Johnny Knoxville's new movie that's coming out is um, you know the you know when he used to dress up as an old man in Jackass and they pretend they were old people. Vaguely. He's doing a whole movie of that character, that granddad. It's Jackass presents Bad Granddad, I think it's called. So that might not be his best moment of acting. I'm sure it'll be funny though. Um, so yeah, Danny Boyle, I have not a ton to say about him apart from I think he's very unique and I think he's a like a treasure to the UK oh God <laughs> I mean he was chosen to do the Olympic openings. that's how he must have some high esteem there to be chosen to do that he's
1: also high profile
0: yeah um, don't don't be
1: super precious about him either because well think the of quality, all quality these... yes but there's also the and he's also in theatre yeah. which we don't I didn't know but he's also yeah. into theatre
0: yeah he is like big productions of plays well and that stuff. one that's that's the that was the one he did the Frankenstein production in the well, East. Well, they Earth, say he the comes Western.
1: from theater, so he must have done that before he did movies. Even
0: yeah, uh, I don't know about that. That's but what they said. He yeah, no, but Baerbacher. I know he did Frankenstein because I remember when he was putting that together, and uh, I was like, "Oh, there's a Danny Boyle movie I'll never see," because he's doing one, you know, and it was never filmed because it was a play. Exactly, I'm saying there's a Danny Boyle production that there I'll never go. see because I was hoping they would do a Blu-ray of it, but it was never filmed. So. We'll never see it. So, um, Blu-ray extras, and there are quite a few. There are deleted scenes. Um, Are the deleted scenes any good, do you think? There's two extras.
1: The thing about him. No, uh, well,
0: with deleted scenes. Yeah. You think they were any good?
1: Mm. Uh, Neutral, because they're cut out, so they don't really...
0: Yeah, but sometimes deleted scenes really make a difference on a Blu-ray. I've seen some movies where some deleted scenes... One of them
1: showed you an expression on her face that would have given you more clues to something Yeah, that maybe it's just like redundant we don't need to do that and then the other one was just a long version of a scene
0: now the other extra is called The Power of Suggestion, The Making of Trance and it's separated into like three or four different featurettes that you can play all of them or you can just play them separately and the different um, titles are Danny's Film Noir Hypnotherapy, The look and the final rewrite. It's actually pretty good. It's about 30 minutes overall. Um, there's lots of interviews with Danny Boyle. Does everybody speak? Yeah, they do. Vincent Castile speaks. They're all there. It's pretty good as far as those things go. It's not exactly fly on the wall. No. But it's produced, you know. Um, and then there's the Danny Boyle retrospective, which I really enjoyed. It's 15 minutes long. And it's Danny Boyle showing you clips from all his movies not all of his movies aside from the first two movies which he made which we figured out that were Miramax movies so he was probably not allowed to talk about them contractually it's so in some
1: ridiculous way. which
0: is ridiculous because Trainspotting is a real seminal movie he is it yeah I, for I,
1: his career for a
0: gener- for him and for a generation of filmgoers, it, it's a very to me it's an important movie and he just never mentions it. It really is weird. I mean, he could have at least, even if he couldn't have shown any clips, could have said, I made Train Spotting. After Shallow after Grave and Train I went on to Fox Searchlight to make. But, but there was just no. It was like they didn't exist. It's weird. And they are two amazing movies. Um, Maybe
1: he doesn't think so. You I never think, know.
0: I think Train Spotting's a.
1: Maybe he does. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about that one <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, I'm over it. So, yeah, it's... It's it's an interesting movie. If you're a Danny Boyle fan, see it. Yeah. If you're not a Danny Boyle it's fan... It's
1: interesting enough to make me do... Makes me... Made me, like... I'm not 100% sure. I knew... And, you know, he said people figure things out, and that but they're lying. Well, no, you can pretty much figure it out. That she's this and this is what's going on and he's the thing and we're not going get, to get taken on a journey to where it gets twist and turned, but then that's going to be it well that is what you figure out I mean kind of quickly even took subtle things to make you piece it together but then it was well how are we going to get there because it's so you're not it's I think very it's, foggy
0: I think it's really well put together I think there was some moments where I was kind of like oh that doesn't seem like the right choice for this story like, it just seems a bit... There's some violence for violence's sake. Yeah, absolutely. Which not um, fit at all. I enjoy a bit of violence in a movie, and that sounds like a weird thing to say, but I'm sure a lot of people... I like Kill Bill. I like a Tarantino movie. A bit of violence as an adult. As part of the story. As part of the story. But there is some weird, gratuitous violence in this movie Um, that doesn't really fit. No. Or... Yeah. Those, <laughs> and yes, they do kind of fit if, you, if you're going, oh, is this trance-like state? Uh, uh,
1: Was this trans- All we're talking about trance-like state is you're in his mind. That's it. Right. It's in his mind.
0: It's in or memory. Well, there's like some super graphic things, and I like super graphic things. Because when you say
1: translate like state, even the name trance to me is a bit... I'm not sure why it's called trance exactly, except when you're do you hypnotized. Do think it should be called hypno? No. Hypnotized would be fine, because that's what it is. Trance is more like... Uh, like you're walking around in a trance Which he's I not ever it comes
0: across as a good title But yeah it doesn't fully
1: It's not a good title if it doesn't fully
0: um, fit But yeah there's some violence parts That seem to me like he just wanted some violence parts Whereas if you watch trainspine There's some violence in trainspine That he's completely called for One Begbie going off his head and glassing somebody.
1: It tells you something about the person. It moves something forward. It plants a seed in your mind about that person. This is
0: just a horrendous image for the sake of
1: it. And when you go into this one and you find out some of the violence is purely inside of someone's mind, inside of his mind, then it really is pointless. Because the only thing it's telling you is that in that moment, in his fantasy, he ends up doing that.
0: Yeah. But for no end.
1: Yeah, to no end.
0: Yeah, it doesn't tell you anything more about him, really. I mean, so yeah, that was a that was a couple of the problems I had. I guess we were, if
1: you think about it, it did kind of because what you find out
0: from that in contrast to what
1: we know, what yeah. we think we know, that plain old like just that doing he's it, got that inside him. Yeah, but then because it's not, it's, there's no other clue
0: or and obviously, cue. obviously the way it's presented to you. It's very shocking because there's been nothing like it yeah, before. Yeah, nothing at all. So you're like, Whoa, what? what?" <laughs> and yeah, and I was like, wincing at it. It was, it was so gruesome. Um, and then
1: even the... In the car, kind of was like, what? Yeah. Like, that seems a bit... Out of... Completely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, and we're trying hard not to spoil this thing for yeah, you.
1: The, in the... Yeah. And the... Over... On the...
0: <laughs> so in conclusion I'd recommend you give it a look it's definitely a fun if it can say fun because <laughs> I don't know how you say you know but I well even Danny Boyle was saying in the extras about he wanted to convey what like it, with all his movies for you to a have pleasurable a pleasurable experience yeah like a pleasure dome he called it didn't yeah. he like you're inside a pleasure dome
1: <laughs> watch this and then watch Train Spotting. don't do it the other way around watch this one before you if you have never seen a Danny Boyle movie Watch if you're going to watch this watch uh, it first and then go back and watch all the others
0: I think I, you will
1: see if you watch the others first and then this one I don't I think you need to do it the other way around
0: yeah and and also watch Shallow Grade because I feel that's one of his best movies too those very early ones of his are very mm-hmm. good and still hold up to this day you know Spotting. it's what 20 30 years old no 1990 was it no, it's probably 25 years old. 1990? I don't know. So, um, thanks to Fox for the Blu ray, and we have some contests running on the site, ascoli.com. You can win a copy of New World, you can win a copy of King of the Streets, or you can win a copy of no, The Guillotine.
1: 1996.
0: Right, so 25 years, right? Almost.
1: No. 2006.
0: 23. 96? Mm hmm. Till 2006. Alright, so not even 20 years. So, what was the same? 13 years? Yeah. I was oh. thinking it was. Are we doing math? Why was I thinking it was 30 years old?
1: I can't do math. No, from 96 to 2006 is 10.
0: And to then 4 and then 3. <laughs> so, 18 oh my God. years old.
1: <laughs> oh my god. I don't have I don't have
0: the math in me. Train spotting I don't
1: have the math in me.
0: Train spotting is eighteen years old. Still, eighteen years old. A lot of movies age over eighteen sure. years. That movie, yes, it does capture a time.
1: Absolutely. It's very timed in terms of the heroin
0: epidemic in England. But the music's I... kinda of timeless in the movie to be honest. Because he plays like eighties music, he plays sixties music, there's all kinds of music in that movie. So it doesn't stick it to one time. Um, And it's, Trainspoint's a movie as much about drugs and...
1: Redemption.
0: As music. It celebrates the music of...
1: It celebrates the cusp of youth and adulthood. Yeah. That little, like, tiny little
0: line that we all walk. Which I feel Danny Boyle, as a person, likes to skirt, I mean, he's older, but I feel, in all his movies, he f- feels like he's still a young man. You know? So, um, yeah, you can win some Blu-rays at com. We've got three to choose from this week. Go and win them. Next week's Blu-ray review will be The Place Beyond the Pines, starring Mr. Um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Um, I'm excited to see this one. Place Beyond the Pines. Um and we're going to be, no, we're going to be doing it early, but you're going to be seen at the same time.
1: Then what's the point of telling them?
0: It's just interesting. Is it? Yeah, because the <laughs> behind-the-scenes magic of a podcast. Oh, yes, it's quite magical. So the um, new movie game.
1: Here's the magic of it. It isn't live. That's the magic. Well, it is live. It isn't. When we record it. It isn't live at all. We're
0: speaking live It to isn't. You right listen now. to what
1: you just said. It isn't live when we record it. It is live. I mean, it Lord, is live when we record it. So it's recorded. We can record
0: a live event.
1: <laughs> no one's listening to us. No. Except us. So it's not live to anyone but us.
0: But while we're saying it, while this is coming out of our mouths, it we, is live.
1: We are our biggest audience.
0: So, um movie year game, what is it?
1: Movie year? You say the year. I mean, no, we' <laughs> Yeah, give me a year, and I'll name every movie made in that year.
0: Well, no. I can't actually do it, because it was Trainspotting. No, it would take a long time. Pardon? I wrote Trainspotting, but you looked it up, now you know. Oh, <laughs>
1: 1996. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the thing. That's the game. We pick a movie, and Maybe the other person has, has to quick. figure out... I'm not looking. Um, what year it was made in. Now, that means you can't guess. You're not supposed to just go, oh, I don't know, 1925. You're supposed to think about it, and you can't look it up, even though he's looking up his right now. But he's looking up the question, not the answer. I, okay.
0: All right, Millions by Danny Boyle. All
1: oh, right. Oh, right, I'm going to say 2003.
0: Very close, 2004. Dang it! Uh, let me just add, also, Danny Boyle, the reason I'm also particularly fond of him, He's from Manchester in the UK, which is where I'm from.
1: <laughs> of course. And you know what? I completely forgot my movie. Completely forgot.
0: Yeah, so, yeah my, we... mine was actually spotting but you... Um...
1: It's a Wonderful Life.
0: I've never even seen that movie.
1: It's black and white.
0: I know it is. It's n- it's set at the... I don't tell. No, it. don't tell me. I'll just guess.
1: But have you ever seen it? No. Oh, how the hell are you going to guess?
0: 1941
1: is that your final answer yes fairly close 1946 for someone who's never seen it
0: (laughs) I know what it is I've just never seen it but
1: it's wonderful life I think people might not even realize it's that old because a lot of people watch it at Christmas it seems a little bit 50s-ish right but it's actually 1946 that means it was made on the tail end of World War II which is quite an accomplishment
0: so that's the movie game I hope you got it right at home Um,
1: (laughs) you win nothing
0: You win nothing. Because this isn't live. Oh, you do. Go to com and enter the Blu-ray contest. You might win something.
1: It has nothing to do with movie year.
0: So movie recommendations this week. I am going with, on the theme of Trance by Danny Boyle, Millions, which I think is one of his underrated and lesser known movies.
1: Absolutely.
0: I don't think a lot of people will have seen it.
1: And we have one movie we've never seen of his. We have to watch it. We've Uh, not
0: actually seen Sunshine. I
1: would like to see it.
0: I will have to get it. Yeah. Um, it's not on Netflix, by the way. Okay. None of Danny Ball's movies are on Netflix. You know None what? None of a
1: lot of movies aren't. You know, some Star Trek movies aren't, which is really a pain in the ass, because when I'm ready to watch them in a row, I need them all.
0: I can get them for you.
1: I know you can. I'm just saying. That's very nice of you. Thank you. But I'm just saying, why not? It's so annoying.
0: So Millions is my first one. And then I've got, actually got three- Millions
1: takes you to a place, too, In a, it digs in the mind of a child a little bit. And in Danny Boyle's style. It, even just seeing clips of it, I remember being in love with it. Like, I was almost instantly, like, transported to this place and these people and their story. It was It is a, it is a lovely
0: movie. And also on the theme of Trance by Danny Boyle, I've got two other recommendations. Inception, and you will, when you've seen Trance, you will know why I'm... It just brings me to a, ooh.
1: But you're not comparing them in quality.
0: No, but... If you, I think, if you watch, if you like the film *Trance*, and you've never seen *Inception*, which I, a lot of people probably have seen it, see *Inception*. And my other one is *Fight Club*, which is another, you know, is it How about real? *American is Psycho*?
1: It? Not that things no. aren't real, but that in his mind, you're 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 skirting the surface of someone's psyche, you know.
0: Yeah, but *Fight Club* definitely gives me a vibe of this is unusual
1: mental. A mental blip in the brain. And yours is? Mine is... R. Kill Bill. Because if you want to claim that the woman is at the heart of your movie... And that she is, you know, the driving force... And that she's valued and whatever... If if you want to call it any kind of certain kind of tale... Redemption, revenge, whatever... uh, To me... And I will use the, the term quintessential... Which I won't throw around... Kill Bill is that in terms of a woman writing wrongs against her, against not just men, just anybody, anybody who was associated with Bill along those lines who might have wronged her. And I just, I think of moments of it and I'm just, uh, you know, I get that, you get that Quentin Tarantino feeling every once in a while, the toe wiggling and coming up out of the grave and just like there are and Danny Boyle said
0: Trance was... He wanted a movie with a female character. Who was, you know, strong, like...
1: But you notice... And he hadn't done one even he admits that she's not really the heart of the movie yeah. till later. Yeah. So he's not really wanting that. Are I mean, he... he does, but he's not really committed to it. Yeah. Whereas Quentin Tarantino seems to be, like, a woman person.
0: So, um, games and A. Scully stuff this week. Not very much, um but Amazon had a sale on PS3 games and it's actually still going if you want to go and partake in it will it be? yeah it's still going it's, it's for another week yet ok um, but they have God of War Ascension which is the brand new God of War game for the PS3 that came out earlier this year I think it came out in February um, and it's only $20 now down from 60 I was waiting for it to go down in price I knew it would because it didn't sell particularly well and I think, I don't know why, because it's a God of War game and God, people love God of War. I think it was um, a Did lot. do you
1: think God of War kind of blew its wad already? Kind of like you, the best, I mean, that you got the best of what you could God get. of
0: War 3 is an exceptional game. One of the best PS3 games of all PS3 games, I think. Um, and you, you watch God of War 3, actually. With, it's pretty epic. It's like an epic action movie.
1: Exactly.
0: It's better than the Clash of the Titans movies they made.
1: Yeah, cuz yeah, when you say well, we're going to watch Clash of the Titans, I'm like, yeah, God of War. Yeah. Or uh Shadow of the Colossus, even those move- those games put in my mind the potential for having these colossal titan amazing yeah, the scale creatures. Of God of yeah, War was... the scale of it. And then it wasn't.
0: So God of War Ascension is a prequel to God of War. Maybe that is one of the reasons people didn't... Yeah,
1: cuz you already know what Cuz you know on. what
0: happened to him and then you also know that he wasn't a god yet.
1: We all know that already.
0: You do, but maybe people thought, well, maybe that's not as interesting to me as, like, God of War 3, when he's finally super powerful and you get to see this epic journey through everything. Hades, all these Greek gods, you know. It's pretty epic, isn't it? Maybe people
1: are just tired of it.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not tired of God of War. I'm definitely ready for another installment. I've not actually played it yet. I actually spent two hours patching it, and then realised, oh, I haven't got enough time to play now. So, I'm ready to play. But yeah, I bought that. And also, Neo Nia No Kuni. Now, what Neo No Kuni is, and if you're a fan of Studio Ghibli, which are the Japanese... Actually, they're owned by Disney now. But um, there's movies like Howl's Moving Castle, uh, Ponyo, and they're they're basically the Disney of Japan. Um, and they're led by Miyagasi. Is that his name? I have no idea. What are you talking about? He... Think of like manga, anime, anime films, but blockbuster ones done in the... Like, like we watch something like Cinderella by Disney, and that's a huge blockbuster. They make those kind of movies, but in Japan, so they're made for Japanese audiences. But Disney put them out over here underneath, under their their label, so you can buy them on Blu-ray. Um there's a lot of them they're on Netflix if you want to watch them but this game yeah
1: they have a whole section that's just called manga
0: right anime I anime mean. but this guy in particular who did these Studio Ghibli films Studio Ghibli is essentially like the anime version of Disney that's what it is and this game was animated by them so the animation is spectacular it's hand drawn like classic Disney animation you've seen
1: it you've played it already
0: I've seen I played the demo of it. Uh, I've not played the full game. they had a demo on uh, PlayStation. but that's the reason I got it. It was 20 dollars. But if you go and look at any of their movies, they are spectacularly animated. It's all hand-drawn, and it's not like manga, like anime that you would think. It, it's a different it's a very specific style. but this movie was animated and drawn by them. So the game the game, sorry. the game has this very unique look and it's like super high production values like some games don't look quite so good this one looks like one of their movies so if you're interested in their movies at all you should see, you you might like their movies i don't know you should just ch- check them out i've seen a couple of their older ones howls moving castle i've seen long time ago and it's yes it's got that japanese thing to it that you can't put your finger on it's not you don't quite understand sometimes what what it is you know what they're talking about. But, like, they've become so popular. Like, the very latest movies, the ones that Disney put out, Ponyo was one of the latest ones. They actually get American voice actors now to do the voice acting. You know, like, people like Mandy Moore. And You know, it's actually been Americanized. So, check out their movies. Check out this game. It's $20 now on Amazon. And um tomorrow night, this will be after you... You'll have al- this will already have happened. But they're going to announce the 12th Doctor Who um, live on BBC One tomorrow night. I'm really excited. Moffitt says that you're all going to be mind blown by it. I don't trust him. <laughs> I never trust him at all. Um... But yeah, I'm excited. So what,
1: what must it be like to be you? Because you don't love Moffat, and yet you love Doctor Who, and they're inextric- inextricably linked they to
0: one another. I, I don't hate him. Do- I, I just don't like some of him. his choices with the doctor. There's a,
1: you know, British people. I'm I'm gonna characterize. No, I'm you all just together. talking to the. I honest. understand, but you know, you people, you people, British people, and I'm sure not every single one of you, but in my experience, there's like no in between of anything. If you say something, it's either love or hate. It's either fantastic or it sucks. Right, it's and, like,
0: and people out there probably don't know who Stephen Moffat is. He's the yeah. showrunner, as they would call it in America, of Doctor Who at the show moment. Showrunner. Yeah, the showrunner of a show. Producer. Is, is like um, Darabont was the showrunner for Walking Dead, but then he left.
1: Who's Darabont?
0: Frank Darabont, the guy who did the Green Mile, wrote the Green Mile. He was originally... The first season of The Walking Dead. The showrunner. The person involved in the show completely from Producer. head to toe. That's what they call it the showrunner here on television. Because mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of things about The Walking Dead and Dexter. And they call that guy the showrunner. And it's the guy who runs the show completely. Yeah, but
1: Mavid also directs them and writes them sometimes. Some of
0: them. Yeah. Mm, f- few and far between now though. But anyway... He's responsible for the Doctor Who franchise completely at the moment. You know, it used to be Russell T. Davis, now it's Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat's been in charge of it for quite a, quite a long time now. I'm hoping that he gets switched out too eventually for somebody else. You know, I would like to see Neil Gaiman put in. What's wrong with your head? You know, Neil <laughs> Neil Gaiman. I would, I would like to see head. it. I would like to see him put in. Who's he? He's the guy who wrote Coraline. Who's also done a, a few episodes of Doctor Who recently. He did the one where where the TARDIS, where it was the lady.
1: Oh yeah, I like that one.
0: He, and he did a he's done a few. He's a story writer, but his episodes of Doctor Who, or, yeah, both of them that he's done so far have been like above and beyond other episodes. Um, so yeah, we're going to get a new Doctor announced tomorrow night, uh, and then at Christmas we'll get a new Doctor in the show. Uh, it's exciting. I I like the. Carnival around it Especially with it being The 50 years of Doctor Who Right now You know Anything The BBC should celebrate it In every way they can Plus Tomorrow night They're going to interview Some of the old Doctors Apparently So that's interesting If you're a Doctor Who fan If you're not You don't care less So that's it for Games and Ace Scully stuff Sid Talk What's for dinner This morning, week
1: Morning Star Something
0: Somebody said to me this week I bet You this was a day that was not a podcast day. I bet you, you are eating a Morning Star product for your dinner. And I went, <laughs> hold on a second. I asked you. I said, yeah, we are. We're having a burger. So apparently that's all we eat.
1: It's not all we eat.
0: We eat Subway.
1: We eat <laughs> Subway. Yeah, I make things from scratch a lot. But the thing is, when you're vegetarian and it comes time to make something, and I, you know... Often I do like to cook, cook, cook. Like then I made that pasta stuff. That it was, was very good. good. That was in really fact, good. you need
0: to make that again because that was super It was super. really
1: good, but it also had a protein thing in it, like it a was veggie super protein smart thing, really like something or other. Yeah, uh, no, it was garden or whatever. It was great. Yeah, like veggie protein. Um, so you end up, I if I'm gonna cook something when you cook vegetarian. It seems it kind of expands a little bit because you got to add, you know, you got to always have vegetables and, like, find something either a... You know, we do. I do, like, a starch. I mean, that's uh, my... Talking to food, why
0: don't you finish your drink? <laughs> I
1: could just have that. <laughs> what about we just have those every day? Mm-hmm. So I do like to add, you know, rice or a pasta or a potato. And that's just... I don't know. That's just the way I am. And I, that's pretty common, unfortunately. But um, then there are times when I've worked... You know, I work 12-hour shifts and I'm usually there half an hour early and I get home about half an hour after that. So after 13, 14 hours of not being at home, I don't want to spend the next hour and a half at 8 o'clock at night. Not that you couldn't make dinner before I get here. i, but I do? You do. You do if it's Morningstar Burger and fries on a... <laughs> That's my point. You will either have thrown it in the oven, which is a Morningstar Burger and we get a ride of fries. And, and then some peas. Put some peas in the microwave. <laughs> and then if I get home... I call you from the store and I say turn the oven on and I throw them in and I think that's where I've evolved to this morning star thing because to come home and make a veggie burger I have to have like 10 or 12 different ingredients often to and it takes a make while. the way I like them yeah um, and I don't prepare things ahead of time like on my days off I should be going but well, you could
0: make veggie pies and freeze them absolutely
1: I could make them I could cook all kinds of interesting casseroles and stuff and then pa- just
0: pastas. get them
1: out and then I why don't why don't you do that I just don't why don't you do it
0: I will. Jesus. I will. Really? Yeah, I cook pasta. Put it in um, oh, freeze and boxes and freeze. it. Frozen pastas good. Yeah, then very just good. microwave it, right? No, not
1: not not to my lasagna. Not to my uh, frozen
0: lasagna's fine if you make it yourself. That's true. Veggie, and lasagna. we do make
1: good veggie lasagna. Yeah, really good. But that's why we eat a lot of Morningstar because they have a lot of variety, and this isn't
0: commercial. And it was on sale this week. It
1: was on sale, and I've liked almost almost every single thing. Not the turkey burger. Yeah, it tastes kind of weird. It, it kind of tastes like fish. Yeah, and they're not vegan or anything. We're not vegan. We're just vegetarian. So they do if They've you're vegan. They've got egg white in them. Some of them do. Not all of them do, but most of it does. Um, so that's why we eat a lot of Morningstar, and we don't mention that they're O'Rida fries
0: that we always have. And we mention them so much, they should be sending us like truckloads <laughs> of Morningstar
1: coupons because if someone has recognized <laughs> that we eat them every week, but. It's also a very movie podcast kind of a thing because by the time we're done with this, and unless I cooked something before the movie,
0: like it's the older I get,
1: the more I like when I do make a meal. It kind of like I made the pasta stuff, and I kind of got into it. You know, get me some tomatoes, get the pasta, make some nice sauce. Da 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 da. How do I cook these things? And the the oh, we're having the zucchini again, which I've fallen in love with now. Yeah. Just slice up a zucchini, throw it in the skillet with the tiniest bit of earth balance, which is vegan, it is vegan yeah, vegan margarine stuff. But um you could use anything. And just let it cook really slow while the Morningstar burgers are baking. <laughs> and that's it.
0: Though. And your advice is?
1: My advice is uh try new things. Now as it doesn't sound like we try new things very often, but I think in life
0: Morningstar might be a new thing what to you. What would be a
1: new thing that you could try in life? And I don't mean food.
0: I try new video games all the time.
1: Oh, that doesn't count. It's like a... That's a Bungie thing. Bungie jumping. But you wouldn't. Never. I mean, something you would do. Or what? something new to think about. I asked you a question this week, and it boggles my mind how men, not all men, I'm not generalizing, some men, including you, don't think about things the way that I do, I guess. Or women do, some women Maybe try that That will be a new thing To think about This isn't
0: my This is not advice for me It is No It's for the listening public not uh, me. This
1: advice is for you Try something new All
0: Right
1: Anything And to into people Not just try something new Like Go eat a new Kind of a th- Don't like Oh instead of having Mushrooms on my steak I'm gonna have Butter on my steak I mean Yeah that's new But I mean Something really new Like if you've never Drawn a picture before Pick up a pencil and a piece of paper and try to draw a picture. Don't just try. Just do it. Draw a picture. Or like if you don't read many books at all. I barely read books. I read
0: books. I'm reading a To get myself
1: to sit down and read a book is something newish to me. It's just that I don't. And I I know it, you know, changes your perspective on things a little bit. A little new experience. And... That's it, really. That's pretty limited ex-
0: uh, advice. but... All right, so I'm going to remind you about our website. Something new
1: could be as big as getting on an airplane and go around the world.
0: That's well, a that would be new for most people.
1: Or have a baby <laughs> when you didn't think you were going to have a baby before.
0: Those are a bit, those are a bit extreme.
1: <laughs> those are very extreme.
0: All right, so i remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sidtot.com. Did you notice, Sidtot, that I upgraded your website yesterday to work the new WordPress? Um, I did all the Thank your- you. upgraded everything, so you're all... I haven't added
1: anything for a long time. I should. I'm very lazy. It's
0: all updated for you, and so is mine. ASchoolie.com, Sidsaw.com. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook. Catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the uh, Zune Marketplace, and the RSS feed. ASchoolie.com. Click on the word podcast. Everything podcast-related is there email feedback to me at ascoli at dot com email Sid Talk stay classy Mr. Danny Boyle Train spotting 2 the next movie we will talk about by him I don't know when but soon and, and getting, is that it? yes are you, done? are you
1: done? and I'm going to say think for yourself because someone will do it for you
0: it has been a thousand years since I gave up hoping left all my hearts and all my tears at the bottom of the ocean I hit the ground, I hate the dirt Went cold turkey on the church I just kept on running,
1: running, 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 running I got real good at
0: laying low I got the hang of breaking But today I feel like volcano Today something is changing Can't hold it down, it's breaking loose I could try, but there's no use